0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nerdy Boys Reviews. I'm Nerdy Boy Christian, and this is Nerdy Boys Reviews, your nerdcast, where the latest in nerdy news, movies, and television is covered. So, explicit content warning material on this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners of all ages, so you have been warned. What's going on, everybody? So, Nerdy Boy Christian here. Uh, flying solo today, but I do want to just say um, after the last podcast I put out, you know, I get to see the numbers of people listening and stuff. And uh, I want to thank everybody who has listened to that last podcast and who is continuing to listen to the podcast because it honestly means a lot. And uh, I feel very grateful to have listeners who continue to listen and, and support us even when we haven't been very consistent and um, it, it, it really uh it's really something that I'm very grateful for. So today honestly I'm just going to cover some of the latest news um from the nerd world because there's been quite a bit um but the main the main thing guys is um how coronavirus has affected not only, I don't, I mean, I guess there's not really a reason to say not only because it's affected essentially everything uh, from sports to people's lives here in the United States and across the world. And obviously it's something that um, we need to be alert to and we need to be conscious of and careful about. But um, at the same time, um, I think we should also be able to live our lives and not be forced to... Do things in a country where we do have freedom um, but is anybody familiar with freedom and the United States maybe should know is that you can't have both freedom and safety at the same time so um, when we do things in the interest of public safety it inherently infringes on the rights that we have so um, as a country it's up to us to decide um, if we value more public safety or value our freedom is more and, and you know live with that decision. So uh that being said, the the coronavirus has affected um nerd things as well. Uh Shang-Chi is the Marvel movie um is being put on hold. Um and uh, the filming has suspended because of the coronavirus. Uh filming for The Flash has been suspended as well. Um so let me pull up that article because um, it's gonna be interesting. Like, cause right now, uh, it, who knows when any of this is gonna resume? Like, I think the hope is if we self quarantine enough, or if we don't—I uh, don't, eh, don't know—if we're—if we're careful enough, the—the the virus will kind of just die away. Um, you know, it stays around or it's supposed to keep you sick and be in your system and be contagious for 14 days or two weeks or whatever. So I think they're hoping that, you know, by April, it'll be gone. Um, But we'll see if that actually happens. uh, Because you can't really expect unless you do some extreme things for people to just stay in their houses all the time and not uh, move forward with their lives. Um, But Uh, The coronavirus uh, has been declared a national emergency, if you don't know, Um, but um, it's shutting down television and movie projects. Um, We have The Flash, Lucifer, Wheel of Time, Riverdale, and Carnival Row uh, are among the affected shows. Additionally, The Falcon and Winter Soldier recently halted production um, only a few days into its Prague shooting. Um, It's unclear when... That show will start filming again. Shang-Chi also hit a coronavirus snag. Uh, that's because their director is self-isolating while awaiting results of his test. Um, but according to Variety, Disney also halted the live-action remake of Little Mermaid, as well as Home Alone reboot, Peter Pan and Mary, uh, The Last Duel, and Shrunk, the sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Paramount's Mission Impossible 7 is also on hold. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis biopic. Uh, was derailed when Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, tested positive for coronavirus. At the moment, there's no knowing when the coronavirus pandemic will dissipate. Regardless, the effect of shows and films may face additional delays. Um, so that, that's where we're at right now. Uh, and who knows? There's probably more to come, more delays, more more things. I, I mean, New Mutants release got postponed um, because of the Corona virus outbreak. Um Let's see. Doo-doo-doo. The New Mutants has been postponed along with the live action Mulan remake and the horror film Antlers. Um, Disney's official statement says As you know, this has been a rapidly evolving situation, and I wanted to make you aware that we are postponing the release of Mulan, The New Mutants, and Antlers out of an abundance of caution. Um, they go on to say. Um, The We truly believe in the movie-going experience, and we are looking forward to new potential 2020 release dates to be announced at a later date. Uh, So, that's where we're at with those. Uh, I don't even know what Antlers is. Maybe you guys do, but that's kind of sad. Disney isn't the only studio that caved to pressure to delay upcoming movies. Earlier in the month, MGM announced that it was pushing No Time to Die's release from April to November. That's the uh, James Bond movie, 007, Daniel Craig. Um, Universal also announced that it would be Postponing Fast and the Furious uh, F9 until next year uh, And Quiet Place 2, the John Krasinski Emily Blunt movie is being uh, They're saying it It's, it's cancelled uh, Or postponed But um, I think that's Just in regards to the Film festivals it was going to be shown in uh, But yeah, it's also being moved back So No New release dates for those. In addition, WonderCon here in California, Southern California in Anaheim, is being pushed back. Um, in the meantime, Tom Holland says Spider-Man 3 will begin filming in July, which will that awaits to be seen. So th- this coronavirus thing has really overtaken not only this country, but the world. And um, I think it will continue to until... It's firmly under control I mean there are positive signs like most of the cases in China uh, are recovered at this point um, I mean I can I, I guess I shouldn't say most but a lot of them are, are recovered from the disease There's probably a lot of people that have had it and recovered and never even knew they had it um, and so I think it will come and go it seems to only be really affecting negatively. Uh, elderly people, which is of course sad. We don't want to kill a bunch of elderly people, um, and even even then, I mean, there are stories out of Japan, not Japan, out of China, sorry, that like a hundred year old uh, person recovered from it, and like a hundred and three year old recovered from it. Like that's that's incredible. Um, but again, yeah, if if it's deadly to people who are elderly and have pre-existing conditions, then. Um, we don't want to. We don't want to affect those people. I don't know if shutting everything down is the correct response to that. Um, and preventing, you know, most of the population who don't really get bad symptoms from going out is the answer. Uh, but I'm not in charge, so I don't get to make those decisions. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I don't really know what the the correct response is to this virus. But um, I think businesses who want to should be able to and um you know that's a that's a political discussion that I, I don't really want to get into on this podcast but um yeah it's it's really become a, a major thing and and um it's really unfortunate because you know there's a, there's a lot of things that we have to look forward to especially in their culture that are getting postponed or delayed and and, and maybe rightly so uh, i don't really, i don't really have an opinion on that like i think we should um you know make decisions in the interest of the safety a lot of times of of people who could be affected so um i don't i don't think it's a big deal that a lot of these things are getting postponed especially things like WonderCon which is such a huge gathering of people and and a very tight gathering of people um you know a lot of the sporting events and things like that as well so maybe i don't mind it uh, so much um, we also, you know, maybe in some better news, I <laughs> guess, I don't know if it's better, uh, but there is other news out there. We had a final trailer and poster for Black Widow. Um, if you guys are interested in all at all in seeing that movie, who knows, maybe that'll get delayed. But as of right now, it comes out in May, maybe this whole thing will be over by then. That would be cool. Um, but if not, you know, it'll probably get postponed as well. Maybe Wonder Woman will get postponed as well. But those are two movies I'm looking forward to. Uh, greatly, I was looking forward to new moons actually as well, which is you know makes it unfortunate that um, it it got postponed. But if it's if it's in the best interest to do it, then they should do it. Uh, Winston Duke, who plays Mbaku in Black Panther, um, or you know maybe some people know him better as Manape, I don't know, but uh, he played uh, Mbaku in Black Panther. He says um, he had more screen time in Avengers Endgame's final battle, but. Um, obviously there need to be cuts in some movies. Um, Marvel's Loki series adds Richard E. Grant to the cast. Um, I don't think we know who he's playing. Most of the time they just announce things like with people that are supposed to be big named. Um, but we don't really know who they are <laughs> I don't know like I'm not a huge like a uh, celebrity fan head who knows everything but apparently this guy's been around the block he's been around for a long time he was in um The Rise of Skywalker he played uh Allegiant General Pride uh so if you know who that is then you will be familiar with him um it doesn't say who he is portraying in Loki uh but The series will be out next year, so um, that's cool, I suppose. In other news, um, Robert Orsi will write a Marvel movie for Sony. Who knows what that's going to be? But, you know, we do know Morbius is coming out, and and I did mention in the last podcast that that I'm actually kind of looking forward to Morbius. I think maybe they can do it right. Um, But at the same time, the, Sony has also come up with some really bad ideas before um, Including the idea to um, Make a jackpot movie that was announced uh, Who knows if it's actually going to happen But they announced it uh, So uh, We'll see um, And then like they announced Black Cat and Silver Sable Being two movies or one movie And like they, they flip-flopped on that And obviously Morbius and stuff Like, Who knows what they're actually doing But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Morbius. That all that being said, uh, this is was an interesting one because I, you know, you remember when Fox was Fox before Disney bought them um, two years ago. You know, we we knew about New Mutants and it was supposed to come out last year, uh, and they pushed it back. It was supposed to come out last year and like. Well, the year before, I think in November, and then it got postponed to like February of last year, and then it got postponed all the way to it was supposed to be November, I think, last year, and then it got pushed to um, this year. Now it's getting pushed again, but because of the coronavirus, not because of foxes and eptidutes. But that being said, um, we were told at the time like it needed six months of reshoots or something crazy, and like we're like, what the heck is going on? Like it didn't test well with test audiences or something, like. We had no idea what was going on. Well, director Josh Boone has come out and said that the reshoots never happened. uh, The six months of reshoots. Um, So... He, here's here's what happened. Repert, reports surfaced in the interim that reshoots were to blame for the holdup, like I said. Uh, but now that the movie is nearly here, director Josh Boone is insisting that the reshoots never actually took place. He says, Everybody said we did reshoots. Uh, we've never done reshoots. And I'll tell you this, if there hadn't been a merger, I'm sure we would have done reshoots the same way every movie does pickups. We didn't even do that because the time the merger was done and everything settled, everybody's older. Uh, I'm sorry if that was an insulting accent, but I like to give people voices, you know, when I'm going over shit. So, uh, The New Mutants started filming in 2017 because the principal cast is made up of younger actors. Any physical differences would have been more noticeable if the studio actually had ordered reshoots. Fortunately, Boone seems happy with the version of the movie that's about to hit theaters. Back in January, he confirmed that Disney, that neither Disney nor Fox interfered with his original vision. Maisie Williams, who plays Wolfsbane in the movie, also backed up Boone's comments in her own Entertainment Weekly uh, story. She said, The movie is exactly the movie we set out to make. I never, I, I was nervous when they were talking about reshooting or re-editing that it was going to be very different, but honestly... It's exactly what we set out to do. She's not from Essex, but that was kind of an Essex English accent. Um, so I'm sorry, Maisie Williams. I I didn't do a good. I didn't do you justice there. Um, additionally, Boone revealed that certain winged creature will make an appearance in the mutants as well. A number of Marvel fans are excited to see Anya Taylor Joy's performance as Ileana Rasputin slash Magic in the movie including me. I'm very excited about that. But after catching a glimpse of her companion Lockheed in the newest trailer, Boone confirmed that the dragon will be in the film, which is cool. He said, you see a little bit of him there? A little tiny bit? He didn't say that a little tiny bit. I added that. Uh, he says, I wouldn't say this too much more, but I was pleased with how we had him in the world and had him as part of Eliana's story. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. That's all he had to say. But yeah, uh, that's pretty exciting Lockheed, yay, woohoo, woohoo, woohoo So uh, Again, movie postponed But still ex- things to look forward to It's Exc- Exciting um, Also, right <clears throat> I think After Endgame, spoiler alert If you haven't watched Avengers Endgame But you know, I don't really care at this point uh, Because it came out so long ago So, uh, but if you haven't, whatever Tune out for like Two minutes. Uh we thought at the end of Endgame that Thor might be like joining the Guardians of the Galaxy or maybe we'll be in the movie Guardians 3 or whatever. We were like, maybe this will happen. But apparently Vin Diesel confirms that the Guardians of the Galaxy will be in Thor 4. So the Guardians will be joining Thor, which is interesting. Um he said okay, I don't know how to do a Vin Diesel. Um, I'm waiting. And excited for my friend James Gunn to knock this next one out of the park. That's not even close. He took the Suicide Squad, so he's about to embark on it. Thor will also... Uh, Thor will also, the director, talked to me about... will incorporate some of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Diesel didn't seem to remember that Marvel hadn't announced his involvement with Love and Thunder before. Uh, that'll be interesting nobody knows maybe I shouldn't have said anything that's my Vin Diesel guys it's pretty terrible um so the headline of the article says the guardians of the galaxy will be in Thor 4 my gathering from this is that Gru and Rocket will be in Thor 4 um and maybe not the other ones because he had more time with them than anything else um if all of them are in it More power to ya. Good job, Marvel. But, uh, based on that article, I believe it will just be Groot, played by Vin Diesel, and Rocket Raccoon. Um, you know, Tree and Panda, or whatever. Trash Panda, whatever they want to call them. The Mandalorian Season 2 as already wrapped production. Buzzing, coming out later this year. Excited for that. So, hope you guys are too. Um... John Krasinski this is this is interesting news right a lot of people fan cast John Krasinski if you don't know who that is he was Jim in the office but now he's a beard he's doing the quiet place quiet place Two, whatever John Krasinski um he's a pretty dynamic actor to be honest as well from what I've seen but a lot of people fan cast him as Mr. Fantastic like an older uh more rugged Mr. Fantastic I think um and he's kind of taking that on board um and he's found himself at the top of the of fans' list to be Mr. F- to be Reed Richards to be Mister Fantastic in the new Fantastic Four film. Um, it's resulted in some cool fan made trailers with him artwork, uh, and so it's caught his attention. So uh, he was speaking with Sci Fi, and he revealed that he would take a specific endorsement for him to accept that role. He said. This is what John Krasinski said. I'm going to try a John Krasinski accent, guys, or voice, and it's going to be terrible. I'm going to try to do a John Krasinski impression right now, Um, and here it goes. I'd totally be open to that. I love the Marvel Universe. I love watching those movies. They're such a great time and so well done. I always say, in Kevin Feige, I trust. He's such a smart guy. I would never pretend to know what he's thinking, but if he's thinking about it, I'd be psyched actually I don't think that was that bad of an impression if I'm honest I thought that was pretty good that was my best Jim Halpert okay guys I even panned to the camera after that that doesn't exist in here um no but um it's not the first brush with playing a Marvel character that John Krasinski's had um so he definitely knows Kevin Feige already back in 2010 he was in the running to play Captain America before the part went to Chris Evans Uh, Legend has it that Krasinski took himself out of the running after bumping into Chris Hemsworth and feeling intimidated by the Thor actor's jacked physique. Of course, this was before he started bulking up uh, for his own post-office roles and 13 Hours in Amazon's Jack Ryan. I'm an analyst! That's all I know about Jack Ryan. Um, So, yeah. uh, Emily Blunt was also like a fan cast for... uh, Sue, uh, Sue Storm for, uh, you know, Invisible Girl. Um, but I think she was asked about it. She said, I don't know. For me, it's all script dependent, part dependent. I don't think I'm going to sign on to something in a hypothetical way. Uh, that was her accent too. That was pretty good. Um, I like what she said there, like, yeah, you shouldn't do something just because people want you to do it. You should do it because you want to do it or because you believe in the project or uh, for any number of reasons personal to you, the actor or actress. Um, so, uh, but I, I would like to see John Kaczynski maybe as, as Reed Richards. Uh, it's a different kind of role for for him, I think. Like, even though he's done Jack Ryan and things like that, like Reed Richards is a very specific kind of character, a specific Uh, you know, he does specific things and, uh, has certain nuances and mannerisms and different things like that. So, uh, I think it'd be interesting, um, but who knows? Uh, in more Marvel news, uh, Tessa Thompson says Christian Bale will play the villain in Thor 4, um... He's, he was in negotiations, apparently, earlier in the year. Uh, Bale's deal was never confirmed, but Tessa Thompson told Collider that he will be the villain in the movie. She said, I've read, <clears throat> I've read the Love and Thunder script, and I can't tell you much. Uh, this is what she said during an interview with Entertainment Tonight. Taika is writing and directing. Christian Bale is going to play our villain, which is going to be fantastic. It's going to be good. Uh, I don't know if that's how she talks. Uh, But I know she's not English. And I know that because... Well, she's not English. Anybody who maybe has seen Creed... I don't know. I remember from Veronica Mars. She puts on like an accent in Thor. Um, That isn't very good in my opinion. But I do like her. And I like her as um, Valkyrie. So um, I just don't think her accent's very good. Um, So people are saying that would seem to rule out Christian Bale as fan favorite allies. Like Beta Ray Bill or Balder the Brave. But it also doesn't narrow down which Thor villain that he will portray. Um, So... I kind of hate when, like, things are announced like this and, like, they don't tell you who they're playing. Like, and then fan speculation is all over the place. And sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. And maybe fans have fun speculating, but I hate it. Like... I just want them to tell me so because I don't want to get excited and be like oh it could be this guy and then it's someone different and I'm like okay this is depressing um but yeah she also Tessa Thompson also confirmed that her character Valkyrie will remain on the throne of Adgard she also hinted at Valkyrie's quest for a queen she said uh, Tessa Thompson said she's king if she can't find her queen she'll just be king and queen at the same time um wow very profound thing to say uh no um <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. She'll be king and queen at the same time. Um, but, yeah, I think Taika Waititi TD confirmed, like, he's not going to give her a queen or something. I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. Like, it, it, people have their own opinions about, you know, should this be in movies and should it not. And for me, I don't really care. I just am interested in seeing a good movie. So, uh, I'm going to judge the movie on its on its laurels, on its merits, and not care about uh, little things like that. Um... Winston Duke, uh, again more Winston Duke news. You know, he's I mentioned earlier in this podcast how he was talking about uh, Mbaku having a bigger role in the final fight and end game, but he also uh, wants uh, t- to be. He wants Mbaku to be uh, the main villain in Black Panther Two, which is interesting, and I think it's possible. But this is what he had to say: Mbaku is a hero, but he has so much going on. Okay, I don't know why I'm doing like an announcer voice right now, but. Uh, uh <laughs> um, I don't know how to do like a good Winston Duke without sounding like offensive. Um, he says, I think what makes a really great villain is that they have the power of seeing things their own way. And they can define their own circumstances. And that's what's really cool about all the MCU villains so far as well. Loki always sees things his own way, and he chooses when he's going to be an ally or an antagonist. Thanos always had the power of self definition. That's his greatest strength. It wasn't the infinity stones, it wasn't his superpower or the fighting. Excuse me. It's that he made his mind up and said, This is how I define justice. Because he wasn't a bad boy. He's just a dude who is seeking ultimate justice and balance. That's not bad. But he defined it himself, and all the really great villains that Marvel interrogates always have the ability, so they can go anywhere. Uh, that's a pretty profound statement. I like how he does bring up good villains, though, because Marvel has had its fair share of villains that were not that great. So, um, I think the way he he outlines kind of the like the way he phrases um, that belief is interesting as well because I think a lot of people including you know Scott and myself would say that the 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 best villains are in some ways uh relatable um or or you can understand right they where they're coming from they're not just evil to be evil so I think that's kind of what he's saying like you can understand their motivations but at the same time you condemn them because they're not right. Uh, Dave Bautista said that James Gunn wanted to make a Drax and Mantis spinoff. That would have been terrible. I'm sorry. That doesn't sound good. I mean, like they're they're decent characters in a group setting, but I don't want to see a Drax and Mantis show. It's just not something that gets me excited. Maybe it would have been great. Who knows? But it's not something that that I'd be excited to see. It doesn't get me excited. Um, so. Yeah. Uh that's that's all the news I see. Um yeah, unfortunately the coronavirus thing is is taking over and, and um it'll be discussed everywhere for a long time because well not for a long time. I, I mean, it'll be discussed beyond the length of time that it's around. Uh, but I don't I don't know if it'll be around for you know, uh, an excessive amount of time. We'll see what happens and um hopefully we can manage it here in the United States and and help to manage it in other places in the world. Um, That being said, other nerdy things that are going on with me, um, I've been watching the the final season of The Clone Wars. I've been enjoying it. Episode 2 did pick up with, we saw Anakin. We saw uh, Obi-Wan briefly, but Anakin's in the whole episode and the the following episode. And um, you get this insight that Obi-Wan had... Had known what was going on with Padme and, and Anakin, and I think that's that, that's such a deep like it's it's such a quick moment where like you know so we we have Anakin like secretly meeting to talk to Padme like um, Holo Project like pretty much call her um, and uh, he has Rex watching like keeping guard um, and then Obi wan comes and Rex is like stalling and then Anakin comes out. And they're, like, talking a little bit, like, kind of bullshitting. And then Anakin starts walking away. And Obi-Wan says, well, I hope at least you told Padme I said hello or something. And that tells you immediately a lot. Like, it gives you so much depth. And, and that, that small moment creates such a big moment to me. So you, you immediately know that Obi-Wan has some inside knowledge about Padme and Anakin's relationship. You also know that he's keeping it secret. And not telling the council. And maybe we knew this before, because uh in Revenge of the Sith he meets with Padme to ask if she knows where Anakin went and things like that. But it's possible because we can infer as well from the question he asked Padme in Revenge of the Sith when he's leaving and the, the score, the John Williams score at that moment is fantastic. It's it's such an amazing thing that I every time I think of the scene, I think of that score. Um and he says Anakin's the father, isn't he? And she doesn't answer. Um, But Obi-Wan maybe it seems would come to the conclusion at that point in time. Because it's hard to believe that Obi-Wan would maybe just be harboring that. But but maybe we don't know. So now it's kind of confirmed that that Obi-Wan knew something was going on. And maybe he didn't know the extent of it. But I think he, he suspected. And he kept that secret for Anakin. Which just is like this huge emotional thing like how much he cared about Anakin like this this Obi-Wan did not even want to train him he wanted to believe what the council said he didn't want Qui-Gon to train him but he the only reason he trained him is because he made that promise and Anakin continuously disappointed him continuously made the wrong decisions but they they grew this bond this bond of friendship of brotherhood and and it to me it's one of like the it's one of the reasons, like, Obi-Wan is one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. And just the way, like, he... It's a, it, it's, it's a big thing to me that, like, we pretty much have to confirm that he protected Anakin. And to know how it all ends is really tragic. Like, I've always said this. The prequels had a great story and did a very bad job telling it. And to me, that, that has a lot to do with... I've said before George Lucas and the way he writes and directs, um, but his ideas are are phenomenal, and he knows what he's doing from a conceptual standpoint. Um, and so, Anakin to me has always been like such a badass character, such a cool character with such an amazing story. In in other stories, and books, and comics, and in the shows like the Clone Wars and Rebels, like. Anakin is, is... He isn't just this character that people think is whiny and complains and annoying. Uh, he's so much more than that. And and you get a lot of... You get to know a lot of his personality. And to see that change in him and shift is really, really monumental, I think. So, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Clone Wars. I'm a big fan of, of seeing more of Anakin's story. Because it makes me like him more. Um, it makes me connect with him more. And I think that's important because people might not care about him becoming Darth Vader his fall uh the things he went through because in the movies maybe they never connected with Anakin as a character so that's where that's where I'm at but I do like it and obviously you know I can't wait for the Mandalorian season two and other Star Wars projects because I love Star Wars um Including the, the books and comics and other things, uh, project that's coming out that about the High Republic that I told, talked about last time. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of shows out there that I need to catch up on, that I need to uh, check out because I'm so far behind on on so many things. But, you know, Rebels is easy because it's like 20 minutes, you know, just quick, you know, while I'm eating or something to, to watch it. But other things, man, I'm so far behind, like, that take me a couple weeks to get through some shows um, and there's there's just a lot of them I need to watch and, and check out so if you guys have any recommendations of things you want me to to watch or, or read or anything and talk about I'd be more than happy to um, even like if, if you want to talk about books even talk about Harry Potter books or Lord of the Rings or the Silmarillion uh, any of the Middle Earth stuff Baron and Luthien the Fall of Gondolin kind of stuff like I love this 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 deep, rich, contextual things. If you want to talk about something very specific about the representation of women in Middle Earth or, or how there's so few of them, how how they're personified, not personified, but how they're whatever. Whatever word you want to use there, personified is the wrong word. Um, but but I love to talk about some of those like little themes from books. If you want to talk about how J.K. Rowling it's a myth she planned out all of Harry Potter because there's things ripe throughout the book so you can tell we retconned or we're, we're you know that means that they they changed later so like you know in in Chamber of Secrets Her- Hagrid gets sent to Azkaban and the way they describe the Azkaban guards and, and his time there and why would they send him to Azkaban over this and then what we learn about Azkaban and the Dementors in the third book how that's very clearly retroactive continuity, which means that um, things are changed later that that were presented earlier. So it's okay, though. I I think that J.K. Rowling is really good at at, at utilizing uh, retroactive continuity, and I and I think it makes it better to me that our understanding changes because not only can we. As readers say oh well maybe the narrator is not reliable in this instance or something like that like it gives the the book or the work like it's it it makes it more like a living breathing thing that that changes over time that that evolves that that gives new perspectives and 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 can betray your your belief or reward it in certain ways, and and I think that makes it very interesting. Um, and like it's not just it's not just one thing. It's not just a book and a story. Like there there's facets to it. There's a reason so many people connect deeply to Harry Potter. There's a reason, you know, even though it's a it's a juvenile story, and I don't mean that in an insulting way. I just mean it's it's uh, it's it, it wasn't written for kids and. Obviously, young young adults. As you get more into some of the later books, so I, I think it's a wonderful thing. And, and one of the things uh, that's ripe throughout, um, like the later books throughout, Goblet of Fire, through um, uh, Order of Phoenix, even, is this idea not idea is is this very clear, uh, explicit thing that. Harry does not have the only invisibility cloak. There are a lot of them. And and is the discussion where, you know, in the movies we're led to believe that he is the only one because of the Deathly Hallows. And even in the Deathly Hallows book, I I, I don't know if I, I remember correctly, but I think we're given to believe that it was the only one. But we know that it's not. Because Barty Crouch used one. Because uh, they, they wonder if Rita Skeeter is using one. Because... We know that Sirius Black has used one. Like these are all things that we know. Um Again maybe unreliable narrator. But we know it's not. Because it's confirmed at least that Barty Crouch used an invisibility cloak. Um But are we led to believe maybe that Death cut more from his cloak. To create more invisibility cloaks. And that Harry's is not is is not so special or that Harry's is the most special and the only one that isn't just a cloak that was bewitched or something like where where there's a lot of discussion to have there um i just love to talk about you know especially in books like some of these deep things um and in movies too there's always like like even that obi-wan thing that small moment that you can literally talk almost endlessly about and and to, the the greatest part about it to me is like, you know, Scott and me and I will argue and like, you know, say you're wrong, you're wrong, whatever. But but with things like this, even though we'll say that, like nobody's wrong as long as there's evidence for it or or it's a interesting perspective, then I I don't think it's wrong and I think it you know, discouraging thoughts like this like, you know, is is wrong to say, well, it's only this and by thinking this like like to discourage that is is what's wrong, but to have an open conversation, and to look at things, and to hear someone's perspective, and be able to to hear that, and say, I don't agree, but I think it's really interesting, and explain more, or, you know, would, how would we explain this, because of it, like, it's all interesting to me, um, and I have a lot of fun with it, so, yeah, um, anything you guys want me to talk about, if it's not just news, or, um, Whatever, and if you want to know like some personal things, maybe or, um, you know, I don't really want to get too far off the nerdy subject because this is Nerdy Boys Reviews, guys. This is not, you know, politics, Andy or whatever. Like, you know, I'm just here to talk about nerd stuff. But if it relates to to, to video games, even though I don't know much, like I'll consult with Scott. You know, when he has some time, um, to 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 talk about. It. I don't I don't mind. I'll do some research. I don't care. Like this. So that's what, that's what I'm here for is just to. You know, help relay some of this information. Relay, sorry, some of this information to people that maybe it's not really available to them, or they don't know where to find it, or they don't understand it, or you know, what does this mean? Kind of stuff. Like, I I enjoy doing that, so that's why I'm here. And you know, I I'm here by myself just to put out this content today because I, you know, first of all, I, I love talking about nerd stuff. Second of all, you as listeners deserve to get the content you've invested your time into. Um, and, uh, and, you know, obviously I'd love to have Scott here with me to discuss it because this is our thing. We started this together. And, um, again, I don't like, you know, it's just, it's me rambling a lot about almost nothing, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I say, uh, and, uh, and, but a lot, uh, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> see, I do it every time. Yeah. I would love to have Scott here with me uh to discuss all of this stuff it, and he's my favorite person to discuss it with so of course I'd like to have him here with me uh you know he he's he's a busy guy right now he's got uh, his family to take care of and so you know I obviously I respect that and that you know at the same time I respect you the listeners and I understand that um I I want to, I want to still podcast for you. And yeah, I don't, I don't know the best way to say it, but pretty much what I'm saying is you guys deserve content. I want to make content and I would love for Scott to be, you know, with the content and he will be at times when he has the time. Uh, but right now he, he, the most important thing is family and he's got a responsibility to his and I wouldn't, ever ask him to put this before his family like I think that's ridiculous like to me this is something that's fun to do but it's not necessary to do um and I'm doing it because I enjoy it and I don't have to worry about you know taking care of a child and I don't have to worry about certain things like but obviously you know between this and my last podcast was two weeks so You see that maybe I don't always have, you know, I don't prioritize this over things that need to get done over taking care of my household and and spending time with with my fiance and things like that. Like there are things that take priority as well for me, but um, I have a more abundance of time. Like right now I have time because my fiance is at work and I got home from work already. I went to the gym. I showered, you know. I did those before doing this. So like there are other priorities I have uh, as well, Uh, you know, but after this I get to go cook dinner for my fiance on our way home and everything else. Like, you know, we all have things going on in life, but I don't have a, (laughs) I don't have a child. Children take a lot of time. And when they're young, um, uh, especially when they're, when they're newborns, when they're infants, they, uh, you know, you want to spend as much time as you can with them. I mean, they're the most needy probably at that age than any other age. I would guess I don't know I haven't had kids um you know but they can't do anything for themselves so obviously you have to do everything for them but at the same time it's like I I know Scott is cherishing every moment he has um and he he, I'm really proud of him for where he's at and and what he's doing um so send some love to Scott guys because I love that guy and obviously I want him here but obviously we have to understand so I'm wrapping it up. I'm sorry for mumbling and rambling for so long. Again, send me some recommendations thing things to talk about and anything outs, guys. And if you want to insult my uh, impressions or accents, whatever, go ahead and do that too. Uh, but, that's everything i have for you guys thank you for tuning in i really appreciate all you guys out there that still listen and still support us uh, it means everything to us um again thank you for tuning in that's everything i have for you i'm nerdy boy christian and as always i have one message for you and that is stay nerdy boys